What you going by? My name. Vanessa Schofield. Vanessa Schofield. All right, put your right hand up and your left hand on your word, whatever you decide your word is. Okay, swapping. Right hand up. <laughs> okay, the one that's not a L. <laughs> I'm cracking up. She's fun already. Okay, <laughs> hold it just like that. Okay. Do you solemnly agree that we have your permission to post this across all of our social media platforms? Yes. Is there anything, and I do mean anything, that's off limits you don't want us to ask you about? There's nothing off limits. If there is. <laughs> she funny, she funny. I'm so excited. I love it. If there is anything that we do touch on that you're uncomfortable with, we understand that you can tell us no or pass or move on. Oh my God. Y'all got whips and chains? <laughs> no. I'm like, I mean, y'all got, I'm like, this is, okay. what's going on? Did y'all do like intense research or is this like? No. No, okay. a lot of people request us to take it down. Yeah, they get upset. They say too much on our interview. Oh, no. As long as you know we live, girl. No, let's go. All right, let's get hey. it. <laughs> Literally, it's no pressure. I'm your host, Bang on Bug. It's your girl, just Kate Pharrell. Well, we got a special guest. She already introduced herself. So tell us where you originally from. I don't think I've properly introduced myself. My name is Vanetta Schofield. Yes, ma'am. I am a comedian, producer, brand strategist, but most importantly, an entrepreneur. Come on. And um, yeah, I represent Funny Honey's LLC. So, hey. Yes. I'm originally from North Carolina, and I moved to Atlanta from New York. Okay, what part? So, I was living in Harlem. Oh, I was also in business, yeah. Harlem, New York, yeah. Harlem's cool. New York is F. I mean. <laughs> New York is gonna chew you up and spit you out a different version of yourself. Yeah, but we will. It's cool. Yeah. I fuck with New York. I miss it. For real? Yeah. I miss doing comedy there. Comedy is uh, Yeah. Certain space for like it's like comedy. It's comedy. Nah, it's like tougher. Yeah. Mm. You gotta be funny. You gotta have like joke, 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 joke. You know what I mean? So you funny funny. <laughs> I'm like I know comedy. Like okay. I'm, I'm a student of comedy, so you know, comedy delivered. Huh? You ain't comedy with it. You ain't just like I'm the best out here. Like you know, someone. I mean, I'm the best for me. I'm definitely the best Benetta. I'm definitely every time I step up on stage, I'm better and better than I was before. So that's my focus. I ain't really focus on other niggas and what they're doing. So no, I'm not gonna say I'm the best because there's other niggas that's doing. They the best them. You the best you. I'm the best me. Damn. I like, <laughs> just maybe veteran something like that because I hear like if people do it for like 25 years plus they be like I'm the best out here. Type yeah, and they're probably really bitter too because they're doing it for 25 years, probably not where they want to be. Ooh. They have to say that to kind of reclaim that or some shit like that. Well, I mean, I think Core Hope when he say that, I think he one of the best like for like stand up. I mean, I think What's comedy that? overall is subjective, so it's like mm. you have your own favorite. Like it's yeah. you know some people like people that are witty, some people like people that are like very animated it's about who you can relate to yeah and everybody has their own individual and that don't make nobody better or worse but it's different i agree okay so uh did you grow up both of your parents do i look like i grew up both my parents what does that look like like if you grew up if i grew up both my parents i think i'd be more like hi I'm <laughs> Do you have like Fiji? <laughs> I'm just I'm crying. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. No, I did not grow up. I'm crying. That's what that looks like. That's what it looks like. So you, you, you like drink girly, Fiji? Girly. No, I'm, 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 that, that was rude. Um, but it was true. I'm cracking <laughs> up. I'm not gonna say girly girls. I'm just gonna say there's a certain type of you know person and woman that grew up in a two parent household that is more traditional. And I think for me to do the things I've done and for me to be in that space, like there is a entrepreneur's wound. 
and like for me to accomplish and get in that space to be in that like had to go through some shit so mm -hmm. you know that shit started early so nah you don't think people in two-parent households could be entrepreneurs they definitely can but if they in two-parent households they mama and they daddy got money mm -hmm. not really so, okay if they that's, in two-parent households true. they grew up with some kind of sustainability they grew up with some I'm, kind I'm of one of the projects and my parents they still together now so of course yeah. but you grew up in a two-parent household so there was two people pitching on bills or my bills so, okay, so two-parent household. So you grew up with love from one primarily and financial stability from another. Kind of, I mean, in the project, kind of, okay, so there was still, <laughs> but look, either way, if it was in the project, there was still a mixture and a blend of a mother and a father. It we was a two-parent household. Yeah, I mean, you didn't go yeah, without. Yeah. Not even that, but you saw two people. You didn't see it being put on one person. I grew up seeing it being put on one person, and then that one person put it on me. Which person? My mom. Mm. You know, so I grew up with that. You know what I mean? I was a nigga in the household, like on some real shit. Like I, you know, I was cooking. Daddy. Like I was I daddy. daddy. Like I taught my little brother how to walk. Wow. Like I did. You know, I started cooking early. Like my my uncle would take me to the store, and my mom would give me the grocery list, and I would just go shopping. Mm. I would get the groceries. Like you know. Well, your mom was at work. I mean, at work or not at work. My mom like suffered from like physical shit. And, I mean, my mom was kind of bipolar as well, so. She suffered from a lot of shit, you know what mm. I mean? So, what else? Um, just being a black woman in society. I mean, like, <laughs> a black woman in America. I mean, no, like, it, no, it was it was a lot that it was harder for her on raising two kids, mm -hmm. you know, primarily alone. So that is literally what it was, and that being me being the oldest, I always saw myself in a different light, in a different space, like, so. No, I didn't grow up with two parents, and yes, I think that makes me different. I know that's right. Okay, so do you feel like what, what um, do you feel like you might might have missed out on as far as like having a, a man to woman relationship? Or do you feel like you missing out on some, or you need to be taught some, like dealing with men? Or I don't think it's something I need to be taught. It's just something that you see. I mean, perception is reality. So if you never perceive something, if you never seen something, it's hard for you to. Actualize it for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's been hard for me to let like niggas really love me and shit. Cause I like, man, you know, mm -hmm. man, I, mean, I don't know what else to feel like. Oh, nigga, you love me? No, you don't. Right. Cause I'm fucking motive. <laughs> like, you don't love me? That's <laughs> <what I'm laughs> but it's a lot of a lot of women go through that. That's a lot of things. Like basically, you kind of innately. I guess push. Well, I guess you do feel like you feel like you push people away more. But do you feel like you've missed out on someone because of that habit or that trait? I mean, I'll say I've missed out on a lot of niggas. Honestly, I have. But at the same time, I've consistently grown. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't say I've outgrown all of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them could have grown with me, and we could have grown together. But at the end of the day, I don't think I've like missed out because I still keep growing as a person. Right. And I still, you know, it's hard for certain people to accept that. And I've always kind of been that, like, you know, we can grow separately together. Right. But if they we, like, yeah, yeah, but if we grow apart while we're growing as individuals, I don't really want to be with that. And it's hard for a lot of men to deal with a woman growing in that, like, consistently self-improvement. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, consistently, like, I mean, I've been growing my brand for, like, five years. You know what I mean? I've gone from, like, two, three people in my show to, like, Selling, you know, uh, like yeah. packing the show, Pop at like uptown comedy corner, you know what I mean? Like on a Monday, 
you know okay. so like i've gone from that to that so of course like it's gonna it's not a lot of niggas that can handle that i'm saying i i, I think like as long as you respecting your man and you ain't talking down to him i don't see what man would be like mad at you for getting bigger like unless she's talking to the nigga like he ain't shit or you got more money like no I, and i would never i would never do that i would never talk down to anybody that i was like and i don't do that but there's a there's a there's been a few moments and i'll tell you this because like i dated a like comedian who's a veteran comic like when i first started comedy. i'm not gonna tell you I'm not going to tell you his name. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you his name. He's German. Name, name Okay. But no, he was like, you know, he was a veteran. Yeah, yeah, no, I started comedy in New York, so okay. you don't probably know him. No, know him like this. Um, he's very funny. Very amazing. Okay, probably know him. Um, but <laughs> but okay, you probably don't the, the point of the story is, it was the fact that, like, I started, like, I was maybe, like, a few months into comedy mm -hmm. when, like, we first met, you know what I mean? We grew a friendship prior to all of that. But it's the seeing that growth and seeing that. And there was one time where I had such amazing performance. And, like, I rode, like, he took me with him to the show. And, like, I mean, I had really, it was, like, one of my first really great performances. It was outside of New York. It was in another state. You know what I mean? And I was just, like, funny, right? Uh -huh. Like, afterwards, everybody was, like, you know, talking to me and asking me for my Instagram and all that. And, like, I was so excited. I was smiling. And, like, I just put the corner of my eye. Caught this thing looking. Like, that's my bitch. Like, that's like my idol, you know? And I've I always wanted that. to 
She was a hairdresser, right? Uh-huh. And it was like Easter. So she had bought me some shoes. She bought me some shoes for Easter. And well, I remember picking them out in the store. And I remember it feeling like weird. Like I remember like, I have a photograph of them. So I remember the store, mm-hmm. going to the store and picking them out. And so she also did my hair for Easter. And I think it was just pretty much, she was like, you know, that she was like, bitch, I'm that real bitch. You might be the wife, but like, I'm doing your little daughter's hair mm-hmm. and shit. Like, so she was pushing it. Yeah. And I already met the bitch and shit. I didn't know anything. My dad told me she was a friend. So she wowed out. I would fake sleep, like when my I would fake sleep so my daddy could carry me in the house. Right. So I was fake sleep, carry me in the house. My mom saw my hair was different, and she's like, "Why does her hair different? Who did? Who messed with her hair?" And I woke up and was like, "Miss Angie did it, mommy." Mm. And like, cut to. The only thing I remember, the last remember memory of them in the same house, my mom had a knife, and she had the knife like right in between. My daddy's nuts. So he's been messing with her. He had been messing with her. She's about to cut his dick off, and I was just screaming and crying, "Mommy, please don't!" Damn, your mother like that. She really, she like, I'm like that. I like your mother. Yeah, my mom did not play. My mom does not play. So yeah, that was. Those two situations. And the freedom to be with men, it just goes back to the me not having a really solid man in my life and growing up. And that's why I'm like, nigga, do I look like I have a daddy? <laughs> because of the situations that I've experienced. Now you do look like you got a daddy, though. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm What's your own Attractive women look like they got a daddy. Nah, I gotta stop it. It's, it's like, <laughs> if I was to see her, like, walking around, I wouldn't be like, you damaged, or you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's good. You know, that's good. Cause I wear it well. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not damaged, but that's, yes, I'm not damaged. We all yeah. are a little damaged. Some of us are gently used. Some of us are gently used. Some of us are like, I don't, like, I don't know. You, you can take this, but you gotta do some building. You need some pay. I feel like we, I know my faults. So it's like, it is what it is when you, it comes to You seem to a little cold for like a female. I'm very cold. So I think the daddy shit has something to do with it. I don't think that's what it is. I think I was raised, or I know, I was raised by strong women. Like, no matter what. You balance that shit out. Nah, because I know how to be soft with my man. But y'all not my man, so y'all don't have to see that. From what he was talking on the show, you seem Uh, cold. Because I can say everything. Like, with us, we can talk. Like, he can hear it, he can take it in. Whatever, so now coming from a crazy ass person where I couldn't say anything to now a person who can hear me and understand it, I'm gonna say that shit. And he say anything out his mouth too. He just seemed nicer to me. He's supposed to, but like in private though. <laughs> he say anything out his mouth all the time to anybody. <laughs> but he seemed nice. So people like, I seem mean, basically. I mean, I am, but I seem mean her. Yeah, you no, I have I had a dad all my life. I mean, not all. My, I have my dad, and then since I was seven, a dad. Okay. Um, a boundary you set for people you date, and do you feel like comedy is a boundary? Boundary I set for people I date. Um, it just depends on the degree of the relationship. I don't set too many. Like, it depends on where we're going and how we're doing it. I'm saying, if you meet somebody and y'all say y'all want to be monogamous and y'all want to be married, like, what's, like, something that's out of bounds? Well, I've, I've never been there before, so I couldn't really attest to that. <laughs> I mean, monogamous want to be married. I don't really set boundaries for that kind of thing. I mean, if I'm, like, 
rocking with somebody and we kicking it. I just kick it on the vibe of what we're doing. Um, so you ain't never had a serious boyfriend? Yeah. Some women have it though, even though they had boyfriends, you be like, you ain't never had no real boyfriend. I mean, on some, on some real shit, like I literally just told my last serious boyfriend today, like, bro, I'm cool. Boundary, I said, yeah, no, I've had a serious relationship. Oh, I was saying on some real shit. I just had a guy, you know, that was my last, like, serious relationship. And, you know, one thing I get into is I be friends with these niggas, right? And I be fucking with the friendship. And then they, like, fall for the shit. Because, like, it's cool, you know? And I give them a pussy. Whatever. <laughs> like, it's a little bit. And they want a little bit more. And then it's just, like, they're, you know, I mean, they're there. And they're kind of like, you know? And Your box is good. But it's not, that's neither here nor there. It's just like, I run into this issue where it's either that or it's like, well, it's pretty much just that. Like, I don't want that seriousness kind of thing. Like, I think sex carries so much energy. And at this point, I'm really serious about building for my community. Like, and I'm really serious about giving that energy to, one, keeping it for myself so mm -hmm. I can give it to others. Like, so you done fucking? I ain't finna done fucking. Okay. I'm just saying, I like fucking and I like connecting and I like having a dope connection to fuck, but I can't do everything to connect so crazy so hard because I gotta connect with the strangers and the people that I meet and the audiences. So you can't, you're not gonna be able to have a man and like connect with people? I mean, I just think it takes so much out of you, especially with this building phase that I'm doing. You know, I'm starting new venues, um, every night performing, I'm pulling up a podcast, like I just left an event. I just bartended for nine hours. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, all I'm doing is people. And that, I have to reserve it. You know that shit with Summer Walker said, like, I'm an empath, she don't want to be around people and shit mm -hmm. like that. Like, as an artist, when you're giving that much and when you really giving, and when you giving, like, from your fucking soul, like, the passion that you feel when you speak, when niggas feel that shit, where does shit got to come from? That shit come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, so you get drained. That shit can be drained. One thing is, I love giving that to a group or to a space or to a platform. I love that. But one motherfucker, for more than, you know, a few hours or for more than like a little... You sound like a man. Push that mic down. Honestly. Man. Sorry, I'm too loud. It's nice blocking your chin. Not yet. Oh, I, I, keep, I kept looking at it too. No. Okay, cool. Well, well I was, it was also blocking my chin hair, so... <laughs> Like this. Girl, we all got it. I Girl, no, it. my shit, nah, my shit needs a waxing. <laughs> yeah, I, I live with tweezers. Nah, but that shit is draining. And they like, I fuck with it. But like, don't come to me talking about no, like, and I, I hate this, but like, don't come to me talking about like the marriage shit and like deep shit. Like, that deep shit is cool, but like, bruh, like, this shit you is just draining. You used to bullshitters. I'm used to bullshitters. And lately, I think this is what's crazy. This, this is the bullshit about life because. I've been like so, you know, I've been dirty, I've been yeah. like left for red, all that bullshit, right? And then I've steadily been working on myself. So I've been becoming this dope ass bitch that would not be left over red. You know what I mean? Like, I used to be over 200 pounds. Like, oh, I used to be like way big. Like, so I've just been a different bitch. I used to be the bitch that you would talk to about the bitch like me. <laughs> like, like I've had niggas talk to me about the bitches that they like, like, like the ones they really like, mm. and still be like, "Well, we'll get you some Like, so I've, I've experienced, I've been that bitch before. Yeah. And now to be the bitch that like you try to make, 
that one that's the shit that I don't really fuck with because I know the game. Because I've been a bit, I like, it's always, those two bitches exist in a nigga's life. Mm-hmm. Period. So, you've been on both sides of the tracks. I've been on both sides of the tracks. And I just hate that shit. So, like, it's just so hard for someone like me, especially for me to be like, so, such a deep thinker, deep overthinker. You know what I mean? Like, and my uncle used to always say this. It was so funny. But, like, you know, my uncle was a player. My uncle, like, we loved the shit. You know, my uncle, he got out of jail. He started staying with us for a little bit. And uh, we would ride around town. He would get rides with us to all his bitches. And he would just collect money. Like, mm. we okay. wanted to go to, we want to go, like, go to the corral. He's like, oh, one minute. <laughs> like, he called his lady with some real big titties, right? And he went. And we did, we drove him to her house, and she went to her house. He went to her, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> then came out like $200. Okay. He came out like kissing on her. It was hilarious, and we always fucking go to the corral. You know, I'm so, like, my uncles ain't shit. My dad, you know, my I know. My eating some pussy in there. Then you got some quick, gave a quick five in the night. Some. You got some go to corral money. Okay. You know, so, like, and that's the shit I grew up with, and that's the shit I see. That's the shit I experienced. I've been, been, you know, so. I can relate to that too. Like my parents, my parents are young. Both of my parents are young. So they teach you like, nigga, we, this player shit. This is what you, this is what we did. This is what niggas is going to run on you. And that's also part of why I am the way that I am. Because my parents put me on game. They wasn't, my mother was like, you're not going to be green. Nobody going to be taking advantage yeah. of you. And you're not going to think that people fuck with you. My mother will tell you real quick, don't nobody love you except your your mother. Right. Your mother love you and everybody else don't give a fuck about you. So make sure you give a fuck about you. Right, right, so right. I get it. Like, you've seen the game and, you know, why, you know how it's been played. So you like, nah, you don't want to even invest no time in that shit. Yeah. No, for sure. But what's crazy also is like, okay, so this is what's got me fucked up, y'all. Or this is what has had me fucked up. Is I grew up, my mom was like on some OG shit when I was growing up, like at the beginning of my life. Like, okay, so she she was she met my dad, she was in church. Oh, she met my dad, she was in church, right? And he cheated on her with the bitch from choir, all of that shit. So she left the church. We moved like back home. It was like 35 minutes away from work, but moved back home. My mom started getting back into like, well, she didn't get in, she for the first time gets into like the drug game where her stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Starts like selling like, like don't tell things. us no <laughs> uh, it's fine it's no it's no limitation. the statue limitation is over <laughs> but she starts like cooking like i was like what is that on the stuff like i i didn't know what was going on so like like this is in north carolina or new york girl this is in north carolina yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay exactly. yes so that happens and like so then she meets my stepdad and like whatever and then you know they're doing their thing and it was some years until so my first like oh kindergarten, first grade, second grade. I'm talking about like my mom trapping, I'm wearing Jordans, she like we about to rock the project, put your put your put your glasses on, you know, like she was like we about to stunt. She had a Z or two eighty Z, what they call it. And I sat on her twelves. That's why I can't hear shit now. So okay. I was sitting on her fucking speakers. She didn't have backseat, she had fucking speakers. My mom was the like trap queen type mm. shit. And then like my cousin, my dad's sister, who like got married, and my, my aunt got married, mm-hmm. and she became a minister the next day, and that was my mom's best friend, and that was my dad. Like her, and my dad had split up, and the, the aunt, my aunt, invited her to church, mm-hmm. 
and she went to church. She went to her initial sermon when she became a minister, and my mom got back in the church. Mm. And she left the drugs alone. She brought my stepdad to church, and he got saved. And he was like in and out, like he was using at the mm. time. And so they started going to church, and then everything just changed because she stopped doing mm. drugs. So then we got like poor. Oh shit. <laughs> Damn, plot twist. And that was in like the pivotal moment. Like that was like third or fourth grade. Yeah. So like, who needed me flying second grade? Bitch, we're not needing it. She's we like, was in church. And like, I was wearing like thrift store shit. So it like really fucked me up. Mm. Like, So you feel like you use comedy to cope? I use comedy to cope with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think I use comedy just to cope. I use helping people to cope. I use work to cope. Like, you know. When I'm working, I don't have to really focus on anything else. I can just focus on work. Yeah. That's the best way to be. You can make money while you bother. That shit is lit. You want to bother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's bothering me? Exactly. Build my brand. I'm, I'm not bothered. Right. I'm fine. Everything's great. Everything's fine. Last time you was disrespecting when you stayed calm. Probably t- recently today, or I, you know, I got this bartending job at a place that I, I'm not gonna promote now because it's sensitive. Because um, I just answer the question this way. Okay. But like, I'm not gonna promote Um, but it's something to be said about people who are kind of like more or less intimidated by your boss energy when you kind of carry it a certain way. I mean, I'm not gonna turn myself down for nobody, and I really don't give a fuck mm-hmm. at this point, this stage of my career, because I one I can. Find another bag. Oh shit! Thank you so much. Yeah. I could. No, we brought straw with that. Yeah, we not a tall that. titty. No, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that. Thank uh, you so much. I don't know a titty right now. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know a titty without. Yeah, but I mean, just I guess disrespecting. Um. Oh, and I was kind of disrespecting the same space of like just me being a kind of intimidating energy and intimidating force. I was really disrespected because um, there's a convention that's. I already fucking said it. Yeah. Let's go. There's a convention in town. Mm-hmm. Comedy convention. It is Comics Rock Convention. This is the most messy statement I've ever said. Well, it's not messy, but it's just like me telling my story and speaking my truth. So, there's, I worked on this convention last year, and it was the ninth year, and I helped out in a tremendous way. I helped find venues because it was based in Atlanta. I did my first comedy festival last summer, so I was referred by like my mentor to the person organizing the festival, mm-hmm. like to put it together or whatever, right? So I helped put it together, organize it. I have footage of like us staging the event. I also have footage of me giving the shout out last year in front of like 200 people, comedians and individuals, how much of an asset that was. Now, over the course of time, I said, hey, I know you have your convention, but I also have my festival. I know you want me to work on it this year, but I can't do both. Let's all do it together because I'm gonna be, you know, I was a super glue part of this. I had my own event here and they're like, no, like, I don't wanna do it, I'm not gonna do it. And then so there was a, I'm gonna do the convention, but let's do it separately. And I still want you to work on both. And I was like, listen, I really can't do it, whatever. So long story short, there was a, I'm gonna pay you $500 a month to work on my event where I have put together my own event. I know what it takes to put that together. And other working hours that it takes. And I was disrespected 
in the space of like being talked down to i'm a new brand i did have a few staffing issues and stuff but like for the parameters of the budget and what was i was given the time i was doing mm -hmm. this very big job and long story short like there was a disrespect it, it's artists are always disrespected sometimes in the space like younger artists because they have the heart they have the passion and sometimes people above them will abuse that mm -hmm. and i feel like i was abused in that space of hey i'm gonna say to you you can do all of this stuff for me you know when you know i have an event you know i've been doing it i still my girl it's a very long voice memo to advocate for myself because i was disrespected and over the course of time everything seemed like it was good and long story short the convention happened this week and i went to drop off my mentor who initially connected me last year to the event now i did my festival at this venue right this convention was happening at a whole other venue now i had a successful festival at this venue then the convention gets moved to this venue i set up the registration for it i had my team member i have two members of my team put up together the website for it this year mm -hmm. you know when i dropped my mentor off two women came to me and were like hey are you on the list did you register for the convention i'm sorry we can't you can't come in to this event oh shit and you were there to the event that I, my staff set up their website for. Now, not to mention, I am contracted with this exact venue and club. Mm -hmm. I represent them private events. Like the owner was just like, we were just texting me like, oh, I didn't know, I thought you just had to work. I didn't know that you, I didn't even know that happened. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, in a private event and I had to take the high road and I'd be like, bitch, I've set this shit up. Okay. You wouldn't even do, like, literally I convinced you to do the event. You weren't going to do it. Right. So it was just disrespect in that space. And you know, sometimes your idols become your rivals. That's just kind of what that is. I didn't intend for it to happen. I don't, you know, I'm speaking my truth. I'm not even a messy person. Like, it's not the type of things that I do. Like, but that's crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? To be the person that like really wanted to help and all of that. You abuse my time and my energy and my space. You disrespect that of me. And it's really all because you just kind of want to hold me back or you want me to like work be on your shit. You. Yeah. And fuck that, man. Stand down on who you are. So sometimes you just disrespect it because you stand standing 10 down on who the fuck you are. Many times. Um, have you ever told a joke that was like that made someone cry? Mm -hmm. Have you been made fun of to the point where you cried? Okay, I've definitely made someone cry last before, but I do not remember that joke because I'm drunk. And I was just in my zone. Like, sometimes you just be in your zone. Okay. you like that. Like, you know when you're just, like, sucking dick and he's just, like, screaming? <laughs> I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl. Oh, my God. I'm not that girl. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm the worst. Um, so, did I ever cry from something you said? Yeah, like, you didn't make fun of to the point where you cried. No. no. It was tough. Yeah, like, no. What? What were you teased about? I was mostly teased for being weird. Fair, right? Huh? You was fair, right? I was big, but I was mostly teased for being weird. Like, different. Mm. Corny, like, you know. Like, you just ain't blamed. I, you stood I, out. I've always stood out. So I've always been that quirky, weird girl. So my shit was my forehead. That's why she's wearing a hat today. I'm working on it. It's the lace. That's the reason I'm wearing a hat today. Child, the lace is lifting. Yo. The lace is lifting. <laughs> okay, so what you think about, um, like, you know, I was watching uh, 
uh, the 51 feature early and uh, Corey said something about earthquake came in his uh, dressing room and took over and kicked people out. So he called them basically like a dope fiend and all this kind of shit. So like, do you feel like when you have some type of beef with a comedian, shit that just stay like behind the scene that you feel like you should go public with it if you feel like? I mean, I honestly keep that shit so to the, to the cuff and closely. Um, I think that your beef is like internal. And I think that for me, especially still being very young in the game, you know, like I just, I did not say the person I was talking about, I did not say anything because that person been in the game for 30 years. So there's a certain weight that people carry, especially in comedy, where it's like, I mean, anybody can stop my opportunities because I'm doing my own shit. Big pack. But at the same time, I'm stop turning shit, but that can be, no, me building my own shit has definitely stopped other people fucking with me just because if they fuck with me and I got my own shit, that makes me automatically stronger than them because they fuck with me and they ain't got their own shit. So I've not been fucked with multiple times. I've been here before, so I'm, I'm not tripping on that. But in terms of like the beef shit, I just think it, it just makes it more of a mess. Then it makes it harder for the community. And I'm always over the community of an individual. Like if I know it, a lot of people that fuck with this person that don't fuck with me, also fuck with me and fuck with her. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't fuck with her. Yeah. Cause he gonna make people choose a side and niggas are followers. So ain't nobody gonna fuck me. It's already a lot of people don't fuck me now. So I'd rather not scream from the mountaintop, hey, I don't fuck with this person. Don't fuck with them. Because they're gonna, all they're gonna do is fuck with that person. I just wouldn't do it cause people be snakes. But people are gonna be snakes. They know who you don't fuck with and it's like they know how to play you. So you showed your hand. But if they don't know who you don't fuck with, then they don't know what the fuck they saying around you or telling you or doing. Like, Facts. you just up. Facts. But it's a long game, man. I don't give a fuck. It's a long game. It is. I don't give a fuck who don't fuck me at a certain moment in time. Like, you, you gotta understand, like, it's levels to this shit. So, no matter you, you not fuck with me on level one, it's cool. Nigga, I'm gonna be on level 10, and you gonna be level three. Like, I'm still killing my shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still, that's how it is when you focus on your goals. And that's the thing, too. That's what I was gonna say about you focusing on you and how you say, like, you ain't really tripping off nobody. How you said sometimes your idols become your rivals. You don't have no rivals because you're not worried about them. Fuck that. Right. And fuck what if they on level three, level two, but you on level, you're on level ten. Fuck them people. Right. Excuse me, honey. On the baddest in school, the baddest one. Excuse me, honey, but the mighty's in my lane. Okay. You know what I mean? Fuck like you, when you create a lane for yourself, and also real shit. When you just genuinely want niggas to win, like when that shit don't change, no matter how much people got something to say, no matter how like when you genuinely. When you when that stays true, you can't help but like when jump off. You, you know can't help but win. Yeah. Like no question. Yeah. Okay. Um, last time you lost respect for entertainment, and last time you lost respect for like someone in your life. Last time I lost respect for entertainment. Um, I probably said that situation. It just happened. I didn't lose respect in that situation. Um. And I know I lost respect because, like, I know I'm on the cusp of something. And I know that I'm going to reach my goal. And I know I'm going to produce an amazing series that's going to go on TV. Lit, can I be on it? <laughs> if you're a comedian. No, but I'm going to do it in the reference. I, I am going to do it in, in terms of, like, comedy. And I know that's going to happen. And that just happened to, like, you know, when I lose respect to someone, I'm never going to work with you again. So that's just kind of how that goes. Um, last time I lost respect to someone in my family. Somebody I know. Um, that's a 
I don't know. Like, I think respect is a two-way street, but, like, losing respect is, like, you got to do a lot for me to lose respect for you. I think I've definitely been affected by people and, like, tread lightly with them, but I still have respect for them. Um, I think the last time I, like, said I was going to tread lightly with someone would probably just be when they, um, I don't know. I'm pretty nice, to be honest with you. I hate that. But until you do something, like, mm, to me, if I lose respect for you, it's got to be, like, I feel like if I'm losing so, so much for you, it's got to be a loss for me, too. And I don't like losing my energy. Mm-mm. So I don't really, I don't give you that much, like, power, if you will. You don't care to give them or take away respect? Yeah, like, I'm going to still fuck with you. You're still a human. You still, I still have that certain amount of, I guess, respect for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can lose respect. And I hate, I don't like to say it, like, you know, on some pageant shit, but I don't think I can really lose respect for somebody. Like, shit. I'm going to stop <laughs> fucking with you. I, I'm going to distance myself. But I will always have a certain element of respect. I'll speak to you when I see you. Like, shit. <laughs> I'm not that big of a person. Give me an example of what you're talking about. Like, like I, if I lose respect from you, for you, I've had, all right, I'm in a sorority. I've had sorority sisters that I really don't fuck with. And it's not all for the strength of no catty shit. It's, oh, well, it could have came from catty shit, but not on my end. So now I don't respect you because I'm really real. I'm really genuine, like... Niggas named me Silver Lining. Like, I'm ah, glittering fucking rainbows with them. So, despite when I'm me, you know. But there are people who just won't fuck with me. Like, you talk the strength of, I, I know who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. And so, you bring that weird energy to me. And now I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are you bringing this to me? Not as, it, it'll be how you carry it. So, I've lost respect for somebody based off of how they carry it their like inner feelings for me basically so like what sororities does she do pledge and all that shit like that whatever i'm not going into that because i i don't i don't want you guys no tell us did you no. take the wood before I'm just kidding. <laughs> nobody ain't hitting me so, uh, if they want to, if they want to hit i could fight you like that type of shit i'm kidding now i'll answer your question i'll answer that but anyway it's based off of how you carry that shit like if you can hold that within you like how you say i could be the bigger person and Whatever, I got it within me. I'll say, hey, it was a whoopie whoop. Cool. I don't know. Or I don't need to know. Or we ain't got to even, whatever. But if you bring that shit my way in any form or fashion, when I know that I was genuinely just kind to you, yeah, I'm like, I don't respect you because you're trying me now. So if I don't fuck with you, I will. I can walk in a group of everybody who fucks with both of us and act like you're not there. Literally, I won't yeah, say anything. Yeah, I, I mean... And for me to be in the space that I'm in and on some real, like, not to be bullshit or not to be funny, but, like, presidential shit, if you will. Like, you know, I'm really going to do some influential shit in the comedy industry. And, like, I try to say it not sounding, like, high in mind. Just so no, like, you know what I mean? You know, niggas be persecuted. You know what I mean? Niggas be, you know, like, you got to rise above that kind of nigga, especially if you're going to be on that type of shit. And, like, I know I'm just rising above, like, I've already booked people that I know have talked about me. I've had people come and quoted the shit people have said to me, and I've booked them a few months later for my shows, and I paid them. I had the money that I don't really have, but I don't mean, respect it if it come in a real way. Like, no, it's it's not even that. It's like you gotta judge them not for they know not what they do type shit. And I and not even on no bullshit. Not trying to be religious. Not, I'm, I'm not, not saying, but I'm not no. But like for real shit, man. Like. 
there's literally the God of all of us, and I ain't on no Kanye. Every time I talk about something spiritual, I feel like niggas I, on some Kanye shit. But like, I'm not on that Kanye shit, but like, on some real shit, like, you know, you really gotta understand niggas are gonna come at you, they're gonna persecute you, they're, they're gonna not understand you. I don't wanna be understood by that, because if you can understand me, nigga, that don't make me as great as I am. Like, so I don't really trip on people not fucking with me. I don't either. But I just act like you I don't still, exist. But I that's still, it. It, it, but that's kind of like, I, I get that. And I can still look through you, but in acting like you don't exist, I'm just rising above the element of where you're only going to exist to me. You're only going to exist as a talent that I would book. You're not be somebody I would invite to my house on holidays or build a relationship with in that other space personally, but you're still a talent. And I still respect the talent that you have. I'm still going to book that. Like, even if you got shit to say about me or my shows, niggas going to have shit to say. I had, so if I, if I stopped booking people that had shit to say, or people that disrespected me, or people that misinterpreted me, I wouldn't have no fucking talent to work with. Mm, I don't believe that. I just believe it's always somebody out here. You know, like, we are here, so it's like, we got who is here. However, who you're exposed to social media, or based off of who you know, that could change with, like, this. Yeah, but you just get so all right. I hate people. to reference this, especially because like the, the shit she's going through. Jada Pinkett really said it really best. Mm -hmm. Like, love is not like this beautiful experience. Like, mm -hmm. love is this one thing that's like so hurtful. Like, and when you unconditionally love someone, you have to be open to them devastating you. Like, that's what real love you do is. That with strangers is like, no. But when you have a genuine kind of love for the people in your community. Like, your people are going to not understand the value of you, or they're going to understand the value of you and misinterpret that value, or they may mishandle you. I'm not saying you excuse that. I'm not saying you excuse every action and every person. I, I think there's a degree to that. Yeah. <laughs> I want conditions. Yeah, I got conditions. I, I mean, I, I understand that. I just think when you really want to be to a certain level and you ascend you just the certain shit that you just don't let face you yeah I'm talking about community she's talking about I'm, not talking, I'm talking about literally with the artists that I work with and the artist community that I have like there's certain intentions like I got the best intentions of my events I do everything to make it right I'm still a small team I got me and two other people I book 10 artists two out of 10 are gonna have some shit to say about the show that's that's constructive criticism you're gonna have to take that it's not I mean, even if it's not constructive, you're going to have to take that regardless. But keep in mind, I'm an artist, so I'm sensitive about my shit. Absolutely. Niggas are going to say shit yeah. that's insensitive about my shit. So I'm not saying that. It's, I, I think it's degrees to constructive criticism. I think Absolutely. it's, it's constructive criticism, and I think sometimes it's downright fucking disrespect. Yeah. It, it's definitely... All right. That is a different... All right. If you're doing business with someone, and then they have an opinion that or this is my, my perspective. If I'm doing business with someone and their opinion of what I'm doing isn't what I would like it to be, that's not grounds for me to say I absolutely, you don't exist anymore. I don't, that nothing can't really hurt my feelings because I know what it takes to do what I do. Of course. You know, so when it comes to that part, it's like, all right, now that's something I can learn from or I can get offended by it or whatever, but I choose to learn from everything. As you said, there's something in all of us. So yeah, take the lesson. That's that's not grounds to just cancel a person. Yeah, in my but, okay, so I've had artists, and this is like something that, you know, I've had, I work, okay, so I co-produced a show mm -hmm. and I had an artist be like, pretty much, um, 
It's crazy because I'm just like hearing all the shit. You said I was going to talk about some shit. This what happened here. So, all right. So, I had an artist that pretty much was like. No, I'm not about to do that. Um, all right. So, this artist like posted that they need help somewhere, right? And I sent some money. And I was like, this is in advance for the show. Because they're on the show less than seven days from the day I sent the money. Right. Like the next week. So, I had another host for the show. I was a producer. I had another host. And the host went and booked him. He was like, yo, you know, if you don't get no money, I'll give it to you myself, right? Like, that's what she said. Because, like, so when she, she reached out to book this said person, and this person was like, Vanetta don't be paying people. Mm. And so she was like, well, if you, she don't pay you, I'll pay myself. Mm. So, long story short, I sent that girl that, I sent that girl that, the same person that money. Mm -hmm. And then the show happened, and then she hit up the host again and was like, yo, I didn't even pay for the show. Now, when I sent the girl the money, I sent her like $50. Mm -hmm. And I only paid the artist like $20. I'm still like an independent producer. Mm -hmm. You're only doing eight minutes. You're not like, you know, headlining funny yet anyway. So I'm just getting paid for your time. We're networking. It's fun to do it. I get, I know that girl $50 and said, and she's like, thanks. And I was like, consider it in advance. Mm -hmm. What else would it be in advance for? Like, not only did I not, I didn't know prior to me sending her like more money than I would have sent mm -hmm. anyone for performing. Right. That she I, even said that. I know she said that. And then she follows up and doubles down mm -hmm. on it. And I had the girl send her tweet out. And the girl brings up to me and was like, hey. And I was like, whoa. Right. So like, that's what I'm talking about in terms of like the strip. Cause like you said but that. But someone, I wouldn't, I wouldn't book them again because that's bad business. And that's not something I want affiliated with my friends to care about the people that surround me and what I'm doing. I'm not bringing you back in if you're doing funny shit. But that person was also like, has been, had come to some other shows. I'm not saying I provide, like, I put them in my festival and they performed in other states after that, you know? And like, I've helped progress their career in certain ways. And I think that that's something that I don't regret one still involving them. And I'm gonna, here's the thing, I'm gonna kill it, you say. And like, it's still a nigga thing to say. You know what I mean? Like, and I know it probably. Absolutely. And even in the space of like them getting booked in other spaces, they probably put my negativity in other spaces. But honestly, it's, I think it's just a decision that I make. And it's just like a substance of me in that space where it's like, I'm going to let y'all do that. Like, I'm going to still win regardless. Like, and, you know, maybe it's, it's you know, like, so that's the example and what I mean in the terms of like, I've had situations where I felt like I've definitely been disrespected yeah. and I've definitely had that, but I've definitely still worked with them because if I don't work, like who else gonna work with you if you got that kind of, you know what I mean? And I mean, you probably should be worked with. Yeah, I get it. Fix it. You get me? Fix the behavior. She probably always do it. Like that's probably like a little scam. Like, the yeah, it sounds like a scammer. And so if you keep on if you keep on feeding into that, she's gonna keep on running the same scam. I mean, well, that's the last time that was like an that opportunity happened. that happened. That you know of for but, you. But that what's crazy is that girl actually did really stop fucking with her. And I think on some real shit, I think that girl, because I did put that girl in the festival, that girl stopped working with the festival with me. So, mm -hmm. you know, I do think that there are certain people that stand down on their principles and have those things. And I mean, I don't know, like I think, and I'm not, again, I'm not on no Jesus shit, so don't, like, say that. No, but you're I fine. think that, like, being spiritual and being good, you know, sometimes I am too good. And I think that does go back to, you know, not having to keep it on. 
<laughs> I mean, you've been through a lot of things, but you seem just like a forgiving person, regardless. Um, and that could go with the church aspect. Like everybody you mentioned was in the church, and that's how they end up changing their life and stuff. So you're taught that turn the other cheek stuff, and yeah, you know. I mean, I am, and plus, like, I'm the type of, and I'm gonna tell you real shit. When I am not fucking with you, or I'm not fucking with you, mm-hmm. I'm petty. Are you a Leo? I'm a Leo. Okay, because I see it on you. Yeah. Me too. Hey, August what? Fifth. Hey, August nineteenth. Yes. My best friend is August fifth. Hey. Hey. August nineteenth. My whole family August ninth, fifth, eleventh, sixteenth. My best friend. Shout out to my ride Dot Fairly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I am very much Leo, and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't. I'm an extremist, so I like this good cop. I like this good person. Cause then you know I will be hitting the tabloids before I was famous. Like how this bitch on Atlanta like live okay. for going crazy. This spotted bitch going crazy and crazy for not being tipped. Like I would just I'm like, like, like not for not being tipped. <laughs> like I would just be hitting like bitch going crazy on artists for saying that mm-hmm. she don't pay niggas when they like I would go crazy that on these go niggas. Off, but I mean that that is gonna keep on coming back to you tenfold. I know. Keep on I know. That's why I said I'm choosing. I'm gonna choose that. But know? at the same time, as you progress, don't keep on grabbing weights. Oh yeah. I mean, this is a totally different thing when I'm free. Like again, when I'm a show and all this shit, this niggas ain't gonna be on the show. I mean, I've I'm been warned. Cool like, You've been warned. <laughs> I mean, y'all niggas ain't gonna be on the show. It's a certain level, niggas. It's coming with me certain levels. Now I put you on the festival. And I put you on this brand. And I let you. I'll let you go and perform another place. Like, I'll create space for that for sure. When it comes to my shit shit, nigga, all good energy. Yeah. And I'll fresh me. Like, I'm, I'm only fucking with people that, like, really are deserving and really fucking with it. And niggas gonna see. Like, and that will be, that will build your community. Like, yes, the community, I'm all, I'm gung-ho, community, my people, all of that stuff. But everything ain't for everybody. And you can't force it. You can't put no square in the circle. Hole. And everybody ain't coming. Everybody exactly. Come. Exactly. Everybody doesn't know. That's why I'm. I think that's why I'm very cognizant. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna play this. Like, you know, I'm cool. How you gotta it. play it? Which I, I, I de- it. you know, I'm definitely. You know what I mean? Especially until like the team, everything comes to fruition like I wanted to. Which, yep, everybody can come. <laughs> until then. Until then. She like part Virgo, so that's why she crazy like that. Uh, yeah. I'm you seem like void, so like. I'm androgynous. No, you're not. Fuck that means. I'm crying. It means that you give like both genders. Like how you look, you ever look at somebody and be like, what? What is that? That's androgynous. Like, so, like look wise. Yeah. Talking about personality. Not look wise. Like, like you give that. No, so no, it's like on some real shit. Sorry, I never posted the fucking live. I'm like a silly rabbit. Um, let me show you my little brother on Instagram. Oh, can I do this? I'm sorry, no. but I want to show you my little brother. He's um, we like complete each other, and I just so look. We're both in So, like, we both wear braids or, like, locks or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Do. And, like, I'm very much a woman and I get fooled. But, like, he is very, like, much the feminine, mm-hmm. like, part of me. Like, I feel like we were, like, twins trapped. He's like, gay. Um, yes, he is gay, but that's not the point. It's, like, gender. So, he, look. he calls himself a gentle lady. That's what he goes by. And it's not, it's, it. okay, so gender is a social construct. Yes, it is. So, like, when you're born, you get this blue, and you're, like, you know, as a boy, and when you're a girl, you get that. You know, it's like, it, and if women were able to pick, if I was able to pick, I'd pick red. 
And it needs to pick so, a red color. So what is that like the dictionary or meaning of it or you just saying what you think it means? No, androgynous is literally a, a term, like a cultural No, I'm saying term. when you say gender. Like that's like what you're saying, like the dictionary. No, so like the gender being a social construct, the idea of it, if it's if it's meaning as a social construct, it's like it's something that we develop from a societal norm that's pushed on us. Cases like pink and blue. So that's like a girl boy, trucks and dolls. So like it's that's a Cooking social construct. Like women are supposed to be mommy's little helper in the kitchen. And like men are supposed to be like on sports teams and like, you know, sports. So these are social constructs that dictate your gender. And me and my brother, we were both raised by a very masculine woman. woman. So we both got this real nigga side of the woman, you know what I mean? But we also got this, you know, very pretty woman and she was just feminine. But like, you know, we both got those that was that side of that. Yeah. And like, you know, your attitude is different as you grow older. So he took his differently and I took mine differently. And I was great. I was first born. So I was definitely raised, I guess, more masculine and, you know, more whatever. Tough. So I'm just very tough, like mentally and like, you know, verbally and I guess in communication. I ain't going to throw no football or no shit. But, you know, like I'm very, you know. The oldest is usually tough. Like yeah. My sister would, like, she would fight dudes and shit. Like, that's, I guess that's kind of normal. Yeah. So I, okay, so it's so funny because I went to school with these, um, I went to school, like, so I got some cousins. So she was going to say, like, the Menendez brothers or something. <laughs> nah, so I went to school with this, like, all right, so it's a girl, Italy Lucas, that I played basketball. She played basketball for UNC. Mm-hmm. She's stud. Fucking beautiful, mm-hmm. right? She has a younger brother who's, like, a ballet dancer. Dope. Fucking beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And, but, like, they're both, like, Fire, athletic. And, but she's the girl playing the basketball. He's the boy that's the dancer. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have, like, some cousins that were, like, a year apart. But, like, she was, like, the volleyball player. She was more whatever. And so she, the girl is the older one? Yes. Okay. And so I've seen a lot of those interactions where the girls are, but the girl's older. But there's, like, some kind of masculinity to it. Yeah. So, um, you want kids? Yeah. At some point. Okay, so um, would you want your son to be uh, gay or would it bother you? It wouldn't bother me if my son was gay. I think a lot of men like men and they just don't want to talk about That's it. That's a fact. Like, I think there are a lot of, I think the sexuality has just become so fluid these days that like. That's a fendi. That it's like really a lot of people that genuinely just are like mm, inquisitive mm-hmm. or like would have that. You know, I see the shit. I see niggas winking at each other all the time. I mean, I see the shit. My little brother, I mean, come on. Like, my little brother be talking about, you know, all these shit. Down. And, like, yeah, he got a baby mama, though. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, for real. So I see that shit, you know what I mean? And I, and I, you know, because of me, you know, and I don't believe in gender based double standards, you know, Same. like, I, I know that I've definitely liked more feminine men. You know, like, like not yeah. like girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, I'm either dating like a more harder woman or like a softer man. Wow. Because I need someone that appeals to like my thighs, you know? So, so like, like who you can dominate. Yeah. I mean, yes, but also like someone that appeals to that, like, you know, oh my god, so this guy that I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> this guy that I'm seeing, he likes his nipples, like, you know? So, Yes, like, and you like that shit. I you love it. Oh, 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 oh. I don't think that's feminine. Like, oh, 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 oh,
constant thoughts. Like sometimes we just have certain thoughts that just like stick there and won't leave. Like the anxiety type shit. Yeah, anxiety or just like self doubt or just like, you know. What do you doubt? Negative thoughts. Myself. My ability to like do everything I want to do and, you know, reach the objectives I want to reach and reach my goals and, you know, push through the negativity. So it's that. But one thing that I like really push through is that. So I think it's, you know, both of those go hand in hand. Okay, so um, I hear that comedians are some of the most depressed people in the world. So how do you deal with uh, depression? You should have left it without that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear comedians are depressed. So how you deal with depression? How you deal with that? I'm work for you. <laughs> you should have left it right there. <laughs> so I wouldn't even say depressed. I would say, yes, comedians are depressed. But what I always talk about is the entrepreneur's wound. Um, it was a BBC article where a lot of entrepreneurs have like this deep, wound of emotional trauma or something that like it's really affected them that like pushed them like Ted Turner's dad telling me he wouldn't be shit mm-hmm. suicide, doing all that shit like telling him his reason why and all that bullshit like Elon Musk getting bullied and nose broken and all that bullshit so like you know I think um yes dealing with depression as a comedian is one thing but also dealing with like the stain of the entrepreneur like having something to prove you know what I mean like and just kind of feeling like that whole, you know, daddy leaving shit and like not having that and working to have that. It's like always wanting that approval. What do you do to cope with it? I accomplish some shit. Like maybe you won't bring me down. I know that's right. We'll see what I mean. What's crazy is like, you know, I used to want my daddy to call me first. But now I just want people to be like, do you know how to scope them? Okay. To him. That's my daughter. Oh, you must be so proud. Okay. Also, like you don't talk to him now. I don't talk to him. I just can't wait for that moment to be like, you know what that's going to be? Mm-hmm. That's my daughter. Okay, so what if he like hell no? Like would they bother you? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I'm rich. <laughs> These niggas know. asking him, does he know me? And I'm his fucking daughter that he doesn't know. That, that's, that's it. That's a moral story. So after they broke up, he just did? I mean, it really did. Like, my mom didn't kind of want us to have a relationship, more mm. or less. Like, she did not really give a fuck about that. Like, she was salty. He married the bitch. He married mm-hmm. the woman doing my hair, he married her. Mm-hmm. Had a baby with her. It was getting You blame him? No. Like, for y'all not having a relationship, not necessarily for. I don't know. My mom was crazy. You know, my mom was like, you know, she didn't know she was bipolar for a while. She was just like, a woman scorned like that, was in love with a nigga, didn't go to the Navy, had a baby, then he left her for another bitch. I mean, mm-hmm. God, I don't know what I would do. And she was 23. Mm-hmm. She young as fuck. She had me at 20. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would have done. Right. I'm 34, and I feel like I would have just shot the niggas' ties up. I would have rode by his house all the time. Like, right now, I'd do that shit. Right, right now, I would fuck a nigga up. nigga who will marry you. Nigga, that's, and that's me 11 years more mature. And I'm at my most mature state, so I don't know what fire I would have had mm-hmm. for a nigga that did that to me. So I don't even, like, really judge her or whatever, you know what I mean? But, like... But she separated y'all. Yeah, it was really her fault. <laughs> it was really her fault. If we talk about it. I mean, we're really talking about it. And then the one time he did let me go over there, when she did let me go over there... They was fucking, and I heard them fucking, and I told my mom about that. It was, like, awkward for me, because I could hear it. Right. And so she liked that shit. She's like, yeah, so 
but then it had something to say to you. Like she made me tell him, just fucking mama, yeah, petty, yeah. petty bitch, man. I'm sorry, I love you, mommy. <laughs> so he never reached out after that, like. I mean, we talked. I mean, it, it's just more layers to the trauma. Okay. Like, okay. It's, 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 it's a lot more to it. Alright. We got all that time. I go see a nigga about a venue. I can't talk I about that. Right. Okay. Now that I just asked him, I'm like, why y'all don't talk? Let's do let's do one more then since you gotta go. Uh, it's a Kanye quote. He said, "Memories have to be our um, most painful blessing." Mm. Memories have to be our most painful. No, I wouldn't say that. I think they're painful. Well, yeah, I mean, some of them are painful. The blessings. I mean, I would say some memories. I wouldn't say all of them. Because some memories are just blessings. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't think, I wouldn't say most painful. I mean, that's some Kanye shit to say. That's some Kanye shit, boy. It's like, I guess because you got to miss it. Like, you you remembering it, so now you got to miss it. Like I guess it's if it's hurtful, like, it's got to be like that. Devastating memory. Yeah, because I mean, some are just happy oh, fucking like blessings. Something that hurt you, but you blessed from the learning, I guess. No, some memories <laughs> I, no, like literally some memories I hang on to. Like when I'm having other moments, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like when I'm sucking a small dick, I think when I was sucking a big dick. I do this now. <laughs> it's beyond me. Okay. I'm, no, that's I'm, so that's true. Don't no. fucking lie and say that you're joking. Your dad is serious. She's telling the truth. She's telling no, me. I'm just saying like certain things. That was just an example of one of the times that you do it. A okay. time that it has happened or could happen in the space of like when I'm doing something that I don't like, I think about something that I love. Too. Okay, I always ask women, so tell the people what's big and what's small to you. Like, give your definition. That, honestly, that was just an example. It depends, because honestly, if I love you, it's gonna add a lot more to it. Like, it's just gonna make the experience better for me in general. So I love you, I'm just like so into it. <laughs> like, it's like so good if it's I love you. Bomb, huh? If I love you, I'm so into it. It's like so different. Like, love adds like two inches, for sure. For real? Like, love adds so much to it. What if it's, like, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's, like, not good, though? What if you love them, but it's not good, and then it's, uh... Oh, that's disgusting. I mean, okay, right? it's not good, but it's, like, I eventually, I mean, you know, I make it good, but... What made it not good? Was y'all? Because that would make you not good. Sort of, too, like, yeah. No, I'm just saying, but it's, like, sometimes women... They have, some women pussy just ain't that good, so if you do it good to them, they anticipate you coming back, it'd be well, that type of shit. Mm, so then you gotta leave her waiting, so the next time it's good, better. I mean, if, she, if you do a good job, she just automatically gonna be like, oh, bugger coming through, like, she gonna be right. excited. Oh I know he gonna do it good. Okay. So then it'd be well and shit like that, yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's go wrap it up and, um, Tell the people, like, I guess what you got coming up and you got merch and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I have, when is this dropping? Uh, probably in the morning. Oh, oh shit. Hours. Oh, you need to Okay, so I have the honeycomb dropping. Um, Funny Honeys is my brand, but the honeycomb is a digital product for creatives that want to become full time entrepreneurs because I've been able to do that and also want people to not go through what I've gone through. You know, I've done this in five years with the brand. I want people to do it in three. You know, I want people to learn that. So it's a ebook mixture of like me just talking about me, what I've done, my skill set I've built, 
Um, and it's a workbook that is simply just focused on kind of roadmapping your success, having a plan for that. Um, you know, when should you have an agent, when should you have a manager, like those kind of worksheets and stuff to kind of fill that out. Um, and then lastly, it's gonna be templates of like contracts and like EPK and like a little social media template as well for like your rate card, all that stuff. So um, yeah, so yeah, so that's what I'm doing with the honeycomb. And uh, yeah, you can catch me at uh, Monday at Crave in Euclid Avenue. Tuesday, we're gonna be at Crew Alpharetta starting the, before the end of September. Wednesday, I gotta go see a guy about this venue. <laughs> so Thursday, but every Thursday I'm at 10 ATL. And I've been there um, for every Thursday, every Thursday since the past like, October. I'm glad you stopped through. See, Anna, you basically like another fucking K or something. Like, she that, is, right? That That's cool. that Leo woman shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're really? cool, she ain't just cool as fuck. Ah! <laughs> All right, uh, literally, oh there's no pressure. Oh, my God. I'm your host, Bang on Book. It's your girl, just came forever, man. And we gone. And I'm Vanessa Schofield. Thank y'all so much for having me. Shout out to y'all. Thank you. We out, man. I'm leaving. I'm done.